I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Get a free copy of Chantel Ray's Five Alive contract, the form that she has her agents sign to get a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they don't make it in commissions. A very controversial plan that's happening in her market today. You can get a free copy. Just text CONTRACT to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash contract. That's hybendigital.com backslash contract or just text CONTRACT to 444 444- 999 Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today. I got Mr. Kevin Craig on the line, and he is known in many circles nowadays as the anti- Cold caller, the anti-prospector. <laughs> so if I love you that label. if you want to learn about how to prospect and uh, how to cold call, then uh, you know skip on to the next episode because this is going <laughs> to tell you how to have a business without doing that. So, anyways, Kevin, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars, bro. Thank you. I'm excited to be on here. Excited to be able to kind of explain why and how we're different. Hey, Kevin, why don't you uh, give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Okay. Well, I've been in the real estate industry for about 14 years now. I uh, retired after a 27-year career with UPS, uh, but I didn't drive a little brown truck. I was actually an investigator within UPS and trained investigators and was one of their certified behavioral analysis interrogation instructors. So I'm basically an interrogator uh, uh, by trade and uh, came up through uh, criminal justice with a a degree from Sacramento State University and uh, became like a a cop within a major corporation of of, uh, 350,000 people where a lot of things happen just like they do in society and somebody has to go figure out who done it. So that was my job for most of my life. And then I went into real estate, but didn't want to be just uh, another realtor. I wanted to, to kind of separate myself and be different. And so uh, I got in right at the worst time you could possibly get in, which was like 2000, early 2004, and then 2005 came and we started seeing the bottom fall out. So I started working with uh, those that were caught in a, in a predicament where they were almost forced out of their homes by the bank. So we were doing short sales before 
most people knew what short sales were, and even the banks didn't quite understand how to process short sales. Anybody that's done short sales knows what I'm talking about. And we became very proficient at it before others. We kind of one of the first ones on the scene doing this. And uh, we got to the point where a lot of other brokerages and agents were sending their short sale business to us to take care of because they wanted to do just the traditional sales, not realizing the traditional sales were going to all dry up, all but dry up for a while. So eventually, we were approached by the bankruptcy court system in Arizona, and they asked us, uh, uh, one trustee in particular, so you guys have negotiated with banks through all this to uh, negotiate away first liens, second liens, HOA uh, liens, HELOCs, I mean, everything you can imagine we've negotiated with the banks. Have we ever negotiated with the banks to try to get funds uh, because they could sure use that to be able to apply towards a bankruptcy file? Because once everything was upside down with no equity, they didn't have any equity in properties that they had uh, control over to satisfy some of the unsecured creditors like the credit card companies and so on. And so we devised a, a, uh, a model that did short sales for those that were in bankruptcy for the bankruptcy court system and uh, started helping those folks that were in that situation. We could keep them in their house a little longer. Uh, we were able to get them relocation funds from government programs like HAFA. Uh, we became a real asset to uh, the, the court system and to many attorneys. And then that just led to attorneys telling other attorneys and those attorneys telling more attorneys. Till today, we work with bankruptcy, divorce, probate, um, anything that involves real estate. We quite often get a call where uh, court appointed in many cases to go in and help folks that are uh, needing to sell a property uh, by court order. So judges will will uh, order us to be the ones to handle the sale. And that has just spread into a lot of different areas where we learn that you can set up professional relationships like this. It It's nothing that nobody else couldn't have done themselves. We just sort of figured out a model to do it. And now that has spread to the point where we work with financial planners, we work with fiduciaries, we work with the senior living industry, we work with doctors, you know, we, we work with a variety of, of different business professionals who refer their clients to us now because of the way we've set this up so that we don't have to door knock and cold call and all that. We've just basically set up uh, coffees and lunches with these professionals and explain to them what we're capable of doing for them and their clients and uh, how it's a benefit to them, makes them look good. And then when we get a referral, we go out and we list a property or we sell a property and it's not a lead. We don't have to deal with a, a phone number and an email address of somebody who may or not, may not want to talk to us. So in a nutshell, I've, I've given you what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, this is fascinating because I've heard of people and I've done it myself, you know, who have built relationships with, say, lawyers or with, with bankruptcy attorneys, with, with many different entities but I haven't seen anyone take it to quite the level or anywhere near the level that you've taken it to. And I was wondering if you might do our listeners, uh, the Rockstar Nation, a big favor and maybe help me to describe to them, you know, exactly what you did. Because it sounds like you have some very mm -hmm. specifics from the beginning. It's not just a, mm -hmm. a cliche sort of thing where I get referrals from attorneys right. and uh, so that they could learn, so that they could be in Washington, D.C. or Fargo, North Dakota or Tupelo, Mississippi and do exactly what you've done. Can we, can we dig into that a little bit? 
Yeah, absolutely. That when I get off the phone with you, I'm I'm teaching a class for about 30 agents that are not part of my team, or some of them not even part of the same brokerage that I do just that. And I I'm not selling anything. I, I don't have anything really to sell. So uh, I, I just put this out there because I believe in doing business through relationships and not turning real estate into a cold calling industry because we're really starting to get a bad rap as a bunch of cold callers. And so I'm trying to say this. But so what I what. So, well, let me ask you this. So really, I mean, like you made it sound like you put together this big uh, program, but Uh in reality, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to cut through the uh, cut through the crap. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just getting referrals. It's just it's just referrals from a trusted source, judges, lawyers, that sort of thing. Right. There's no exactly. You didn't really do do anything secret. That's um, nope. Okay. There's, there's really no no secret sauce to it. It's just an approach. It's just it's understanding a model. It's just it's it's a lot of scripting. It's a lot of uh, having the right attitude, being able to, to to make the right type of contacts. I can tell you that probably ninety percent of the listeners, I would guess, have got these type of contacts probably in their phone in their in their uh, client base. And maybe haven't taken advantage of it because they ex- don't exactly know how to approach somebody and say, hey, I'd really like to be able to do business with wow. your business. Wow. Okay. So, so that's really all we've done. So we've gotten so caught up in this uh, fascination here, I have, um, that I forgot to, you know, kind of get into some nitty gritty. Just let me get some social proof out of the way. So sure. how many houses did you sell last year? Last year, we did uh, 165 homes for $46 million. But the, the key is I did it with six agents. Okay. So six of us. Six and, of us basically. And what that. is your ECI, as we like to say, your ego commission income? <laughs> My ego commission income? Your GCI. I guess, yeah. Uh, the, well, the GCI, because I'm set up as a team and I do things completely different than any other model, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not, not really in production myself. I send everything off to the team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, got a bus- I've got a business partner. Uh, she and I together run this team, and we we uh, attract the the clients. That's kind of my part of the business is going out and generating the business that I hand back to the agents, and then she yeah. coaches the agents to be able to be as productive as possible. So just to give you an idea, my each of my agents on the team averaged five million in sales last year. So and and we we compete. And with you have how many agents? Thirty thirty members. Six six agents. Six agents, so, so that's thirty. Six, yeah, so that's thirty agents. million out of forty-three. So okay, so you're making like say like one point two million gross commission, probably right? Yes, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yep. Okay. Do you know what your profit but, but, margin is? Well, yeah, we've got a, we certainly have a P and L and run profits on everything, but I'd say we're, we're probably about a a uh, seventy-five to eighty percent profit margin. We don't have a lot of overhead because we don't do a lot of of marketing. Most of our expense is in the form of uh, buying a coffee or buying a lunch. You mean you spend so, 75% or you only spend 25%? No, we only spend 25%. You spend yeah, 25% and that includes paying your agents. Well, the agents are, are separate. I'm not paying them. Of course, they're they're independent contractors. Right. So they, but the agents the agents do their own business. And that's, again, where my model's different is I'm not the Kevin Craig team. I'm not a me team. So when somebody writes something, they write it in their name. It's their business. It's their their uh, name that goes on the and sign. How do you get it, paid? I don't. I basically get a piece of what each of the agents does. So you just get a, so uh, like a twenty five percent referral fee or something. 
Yeah, it's basically a 30, 30% on, on the, the average deal that they do. And then if it's something that it's like my client, something that I've developed, and we kind of do it as a 50-50, but I pay, pay all the expenses involved. And then provide them an office to, to work out of with high exposure at luxury office and, and provide all the any kind of marketing and everything that we do. So I basically have a brokerage within a brokerage. If yeah, you it's kind of odd. It it's a, I mean, you do have a team, but... Mm-hmm. Which you'd they say to, you they, don't. It's to, it's, to, it's, it's to promote them. Yeah, it's absolutely to promote them. If somebody did it's just a team, but me, you let them put their own sign on it. And you just don't exactly. take anything like the Kevin Craig team. Yep, exactly. So, but they're, so but they're were, really on your you team. Re- yeah. If you were to research me, I would look like my production is probably that of an average agent. Whereas if I was doing all this myself, which I couldn't possibly do all this myself, but I was I was about a, a $16, 17000000 million producer before I started doing the team. Keep in mind, this is my second career. I mean, I'm, right. not, uh, I'm not a spring chicken right, any right. longer, we're, and we're, I'm, I'm not want, wanting to be out there doing all the work. I, I'd rather be the one that's orchestrating all this. Right, and so your 75% profit margin does not include cost of goods sold, which would be the agent's commission. So if you took that out, no. you'd, you'd probably be more down like 35% based on what I'm just kind of calculating in my head. If you're paying them 50% and 30% commissions, yeah, you know what same, I mean? So same, you got to pay them. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, it would average yeah. it about, they would make 60% on the average because about 50% of what they do is what we provide. And then the the other 50% is what they're generating themselves based on what we teach them about going out and creating these relationships. So got again, it. if I, I have an agent that works on my team that works uh, – almost exclusively with professional baseball players and she's developed this business from my model but those are her clients so it's a 70 30 split on those now if it's one of my clients one of my attorneys that sends us a a deal or something a court-ordered case that i turn over say to her then it would be a 50 50 so they she generates the relationship it's hers with my model i generate the relationship and we we split it Okay, so let's let's talk about the model, right? The model, okay. and I'm going to do it in like a step-by-step program so that somebody can learn and do it in their hometown. So what is step okay. one? Step one is trying to figure out what industry or what niche you would like to work in. Okay, and let's say it's bankruptcy attorneys. Let's, let's just pretend, right? Okay. So but what do I do on the first day? Yeah. Okay, the first thing is we got to figure out, do you know any attorneys? And it doesn't have to be a bankruptcy attorney. Do you know any attorneys in general? Because attorneys are a lot like realtors. They refer things out, just like doctors do. If you go to a doctor and you need to see a specialist and they refer you over to a specialist, there's something in it for them. They're sending over a referral. Okay. Uh, you could walk into a, to a uh, personal injury attorney and say, hey, do you handle divorce? And they may say, no, I don't handle divorce, but I guarantee you they have a referral source that they send their divorce clients to. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is find out who you know in that industry period and what type of relationship do you have with them. And then there, need to, there needs to be a couple of different scripts. There's got to be a script for having the first conversation with them to explain what you're capable of doing if they're able to introduce you to some of the, the key people that you would like to work with. Mm. And then you also need to have a script to be able to talk to those individuals. Okay. And so so let's say it's bankruptcy attorneys. I don't I don't know any bankruptcy attorneys, but I know five other attorneys. And um, okay. you are the agent and you're calling me because I'm an attorney. So let me role play with okay. this. Just pretend you call me and give me the script uh, in the first person. So... Okay. Hello. 
I'd say, I'd, I'd say, hey, Pat, this is Kevin Craig, uh, and I, I was hoping maybe we could get together and do a coffee. I've got some interesting information I wanted to share with you that I think might be of interest to you because, as you know, I've got kind of a unique business model with my real estate group, and we specialize in working with law firms, and it may not necessarily be a firm exactly like yours because the types of law that we, we practice are, are uh, very specific. But I just wanted to be able to meet with you and talk with you just for a second, explain a little bit about how this works and want to see if you might be available to have coffee sometime next week. I could either swing by your office or, or meet you at a corner Starbucks. And if, and if it's somebody that I've got a, re, a relationship with, which ideally it is, it, there's no harm, threat. No, I mean, it's, it's a lot less intimidating than calling some random person out of a out of a, of a dialer system that you're trying to see if they're ready to list their house again type thing. So, right. So um, if you make, typically don't if have you know them, yeah. if you know them and you're kind of mm -hmm. the rainmaker, they're, they're the rainmaker. They're thinking, Oh, I might get some business from Kevin. I might, exactly. he might refer me some business or something in it for them. They'll probably meet you. So then we exactly. meet, then what do you say? We meet him for the first time. And what I do is I, I explain to him how I'm different. Our, my team is different than most teams. We don't have a cold calling model. Uh, we work strictly through relationship, and we really specialize in working with clients that are in a predicament where they are forced into selling their home through either a court action or some type of other court-related issue. And I give them examples, whether it's bankruptcy, probate, uh, divorce, whatever the case may be. And I explain to them that there's some benefits in, in using our firm. So if they, if they uh, are a bankruptcy uh, attorney, for example, I can work with them with their clients and I can keep their clients in their home a little bit longer than if they just walk away from it and there's a foreclosure pending. And they also don't have to be looking over their shoulder because I can more or less control the date that they're going to have to be out of the house. Um, I can help them find alternative housing. So I've got people that will go out and, and be advocates for them as they're trying to rent. And we understand the value of them as renters because they basically are, are not a credit risk because they're having their credit wiped clean through the bankruptcy. And then further, I be, I'm able to get relocation for funds, relocation funds for that client uh, the majority of the time because there's programs out there that are not advertised that allow people to receive relocation funds for completing a short sale as opposed to going through a foreclosure process because the banks would rather see the property get sold before they take control of it. All of these things that I offer to them can actually look like a benefit to you and your firm because they will see you as the person that connected them with me that provided all these benefits. And as you walk through these situations with them holding their hand through a bankruptcy or holding their hand through a divorce, you're not able to hold their hand through the sell of a property, and that's where I come in. I'm able to help them do that. I don't provide them with legal, financial, or tax advice. I send them back to you so that you can be their attorney handling that. But I take care of the entire real estate end of it and just keep you up to speed on what's going on with the whole transaction. And because we have good relationships, if there's something that needs to happen that's a legal issue with the, with the property as it's in a bankruptcy, uh, I can navigate through uh, taking care of an abandonment or getting a, a stay lifted on a, on a property or any of those issues because we understand the process and we can help help your clients through that. So that's, that's basically a, a long version of a script that I would use if I was spilling it all at once with a And, and then you would say, attorney. and then once your decision's made that you're going to focus mm -hmm. on um, bankruptcies and, and probate, mm -hmm. then, you, then you would say, who do you, you know, can you yeah, introduce who do you refer me? your 
who do you refer your bankruptcy clients to? If you've got there a you client, go. you say you do personal injury, and you have somebody in personal injury that you find out is also going through a, a, a bankruptcy situation, who would you refer them to? And would you mind providing a warm introduction for me to that to that attorney? Or even just make a phone call, let them know that I'm going to be calling, and it'd be worthwhile for them to have coffee with me. And then, and, and then uh, you just make it a point for yourself to be more and more educated and understand more and more and figure out mm -hmm. more and more ways you can offer value for people that are going bankrupt. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the funny thing is a lot of agents think that a property in bankruptcy, you, it has to be hands off. You can't touch it. You can't do anything with it while it's in the bankruptcy. In fact, a lot of the banks will tell you that, too. And that's just flat out not true. You have to be able to navigate through through the legal system to be able to do that. But that's what the attorney does. Um, and I also make sure that they understand that if there's a, a, a need for additional legal fees, they have to write a letter to the court. They have to file a motion. There's an expense to that. Um, I don't have a problem picking up picking up my end of the expense on that in order to get that done because again i'm i'm selling a house as a result of all this so if a bankruptcy attorney is say doing a flat fee bankruptcy of uh 1200 bucks uh and there's a need for a, a an abandonment motion to be filed and he does, he's reluctant to do that because it's going to be his time and energy and he's not being being able to charge billable hours then what i'll say is well fine then then let's go ahead and i'll, I'll pay 500 bucks for you to file the abandonment and I'll, I'll just go ahead and pay that off an invoice. You file the abandonment. It's a legal fee for a service that you've rendered to be able to help me through with this with this process. So now he's got himself a $1,700 fee for a bankruptcy instead of a $1,200 fee. And I've paid a legal fee, but I'm still getting a full uh, commission from the bank for selling the property as part of the bankruptcy. So it's it, to me, it's the cost of doing business. It's still cheaper than a lot of marketing that people do to, to farm neighborhoods. The, and the buy cost of doing business dollars. is what? The 500 bucks? Yeah, if, if well, as an example, five hundred bucks. It may be a hundred. I, mean, I don't understand. Bucks, the, it may be, the, it may be nothing. The five hundred dollars goes where? Well, it would be what the attorney would charge in order to file a motion or draft a letter or some type of a legal fee, a legal service that the the attorney had to perform. Um, you got to remember, in, in a lot of cases, attorneys get paid billable hours by their client. With, with bankruptcy, since we're talking about bankruptcy as an example, it's usually a flat fee. Uh, attorneys are working with people that don't have any money, so they can't charge them billable hours. It's a fee. There's right. there's discount discount right. attorneys. There's attorneys that typically charge twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. So if they touch the file ten times, they still get the same fee. If they touch the file hundred times, right? Mm -hmm. And the so if I if I need them to file a motion to remove the property from the bankruptcy, so I can complete a sale and appease the bank. Oh, uh, negotiator, it. then I'm okay picking up the tab for that. I'm not making the attorney work for free to do it. Got it. Understand. But it, but it's okay. also additional additional revenue for the attorney. It's a win win. Got it. I understand. Podcasts Nation, boy, listen. The emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500. Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on, and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University. They have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each, the Certified Outbound Lead Specialist, Certified Inbound Lead Specialist, and the Certified ISA Manager course, all with a ton of videos, a ton of tests. 
and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for a hundred people only, a hundred people only, we're giving a bundle. And in that bundle, you're going to get all three and you get them all three for 495 bucks, or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut, avoid all the mistakes, you know, the right way to do it from the beginning, right out of the gate, turnkey and easy, improve your lead conversion, improve your ROI, more commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment of 495 bucks is tenfold just from one sale, maybe 20 fold just from one sale. I mean, the cost of this course has a massive return on investment, a massive one. Look at the five star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal and these are some of the best. We have a 100% money back guarantee and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500, they offered their emails to the world. And I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100. And anybody that gets the bundle will give them out your emails. So that's what we're gonna do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're gonna get their private emails so you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first 100 people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead, and the inbound lead course, all in one. This one is one of the best. Trust me. That's bundle. (laughs) That's bundle to 444-999. Text the word bundle now. All right. And so now, you know, basically what you're saying is as an agent, pick your specialty, hyper focus on said specialty, and then and then basically uh, seek out people that can give you referrals in said industry. Another example would be your agent who does baseball players. Now, kind of put the system on top of that. Tell me how she did what she does uh, with baseball players and kind of liken it to attorneys. Okay, so we, we met a gentleman, um, and, and this is how most of these happen. We, we met somebody, and it just so happened that they are a major league baseball agent. They represent about 400 major league and minor league baseball players. And it became a good relationship. He liked us. We liked him. Uh, it all started through one one transaction where we were on the other side of it. Uh, we weren't directly working with his client on it, but then uh, started with, "Hey, let's let's do a, a a breakfast." And we met for breakfast and said, "You know, we've got a pretty unique model. We work with business professionals. Obviously, you do the same. Um, there's a lot of benefits that we could offer to some of the people that you represent. Scott Still is is our 
our uh, office location. That's where we work out of, even though we cover the whole state of Arizona. But we said, you know, there's a lot of players that come in for spring training and, and uh, they may need housing. Some of the players are staying in hotels and, and condos, but a lot of the coaches and the staff are looking for houses. We'd love to help with that. And he says, gosh, there's, there's no money in that, guys. You're talking like a three-month rental. You know, that's not going to go very far. And we explained to them that we're not, it's not about the money, it's about the relationship. We'll, you know, we'll take care of all the relationships first and take care of people, and we'll worry about the money later. Trust me, it will come. So for the first year, which was last year, uh, my agent prov- uh, helped uh, some of the, the coaches for different teams find homes here in, in, in and around Scottsdale that they could lease during spring training. Uh, and then she created a relationship. She went above and beyond. She uh, she uh, took a group of them golfing one day. She, she loves golfing. Uh, she dropped off goodie baskets to some of the houses. She made sure that some of the refrigerators were stocked with some of the, the things that they, they liked, that they were looking forward to, because she, she checked with some of the folks that were uh, uh, kind of representing them to find out what some of their preferences were. So she made a really huge impression on them. And then uh, a couple of them said, well, gosh, you know, if I wanted to buy a house in a different part of the country, how could I use somebody like you? We said, well, you know, that's okay. We can work that out. You could work with us. We can, we can represent you in other parts of the country. We'll just work through one of our partner agents that happens to be in that city. But we will be the ones that will be there to accompany you to make sure that everything's taken care of. So now she quite often jumps on a plane and flies to another city in the United States for the weekend to meet a player and the player's family. She sets everything up for the family so that they've got something to do that day. She kind of goes above, above and beyond with like a concierge type service. And then she goes out with the player and a partner agent in that city until they find a house. And then we basically work it as a referral, but we just do it as a 50-50 referral with the agent that's there in the city because we're going to be hands-on. We write it through their license and, and it's all paid through them, but we do it on a, on a 50-50 referral basis. And now she has many players and, and coaches in Major League Baseball that look to her because they know that she's going to take care of them firsthand. Right, so now it started out. It started out with the agent, and mm-hmm. she really impressed the agent and started going, you know, doing above and beyond. Right, flying to another city, and then exactly. as an indirect result, she started meeting coaches, right, and managers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, gave them her card and said, "Here, you know, I'll do this for you too. Doesn't matter where." you are where they need to go yep. i'll jump on a plane mm-hmm. and she's kind of piggybacked on that that's uh that's fascinating yeah. you know i mean I, that's- I, I could i could tell you i could tell you another little piece of this which is even more fascinating and somewhat humorous is uh she's got the most amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe that she she refuses to give out to anybody and if you had one of her cookies you'd understand why she keeps it private but she uh she made a whole big batch of these cookies and she took them to the spring training facility and of course she couldn't get past the guard because they don't let anybody anybody in there but she handed him the guard and said i'd like to deliver this to the front desk and and to a couple of these coaches and then uh she got a call from some of the the staff that said hey man <laughs> players love these cookies where these cookies come from and she said i made them uh the next thing she takes another batch of cookies over the next week and the guard waves her on through and she goes to the front desk and drops <laughs> them at the front desk <laughs> the week after that she's waved through to the clubhouse to be able to drop them off directly in the clubhouse. And then the next thing you know, she's getting calls from players and coaches that are wanting her to help them with real estate stuff too because they've got to know her name because every time she dropped off uh, a batch of cookies, all of them were wrapped in cellophane that had her little business card on them tied with a little ribbon. So everybody knows those her name on the entire team. And uh, 
um, this is a real deal story. She took me down. She she called me on uh, uh, the day before Easter, the Saturday night before Easter last year, and she says, "What are you doing uh, tomorrow morning?" And I said, "Well, I've got a bunch of grandkids, so I think we're probably finding Easter eggs." And she goes, "Well, in the morning, I've arranged." a group of this one particular team that's here for spring training, but we're, we're going to go down and work at St. Vincent de Paul and we're going to serve the homeless. And I've organized this for the team. This is kind of one of the things that I'm doing with them. And there's a whole bunch of the players that are going down there and coaches, do you want to come? And I said, well, heck yeah. So I went down and worked with this team doing the, the, the meal handout to some of the homeless. And it was just one more thing that she put together just as a goodwill gesture to be able to stay in front of them, make them feel good about what they're doing. They had an off day on that Easter Sunday, and the coaches said, you know, next year we're doing this with the entire team, and this year they did. And so now it's a regular thing with this group who are all, by the way, wearing World Series rings this year, I think. So <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a very, very, very good thing, and she's just taken it step by step by step. Absolutely no different than how we've worked it with the law firms. Absolutely no different than we've worked it with the, the senior industry or uh, working with financial planners. Um, you know, we, we do the same. Each one of my agents on my team kind of has their superpower, their niche, their group that they want to work with. And all we do is teach them just kind of a step by step. This is what you need to do to set this up. And these are some of the scripts that you should use. This is the way you present yourself. This is the way that you should dress. Here's the way you act on your in your in your first uh, mm. uh, you know, face-to-face meeting. And it's no different than what most people teach agents about calling with scripts with cold calls. We're just teaching them how to do it face-to-face and be able to do it effectively so that these people see us as a, as a, uh, a viable service partner for them and their clients. Wow. And, and do you have any of this written down or do you have a checklist or something or something? That uh, these well, people- you know, actually, I, and I'm not, I'm not on this program to pitch a book because I don't really make any money from the book, but I wrote a book uh, two years ago called The Professional Referral Solution, and the subtitle is An Alternative to Cold Calling. Mm-hmm. And it's on, it's on Amazon, and I think it's all of like six or seven bucks. It's a, it's a very small book. Uh, you could probably read it in an evening. Uh, but I almost did it to use it in place of a business card at one point because I had so many, mainly agents, that were pulling me aside saying, hey, look, you're, you're beating this guy's team over here, and he's got 30 agents, and you got six. And I'd like to know, like, how in the world are you guys doing this? And I was spending so much of my time in, in meetings because I don't want to tell people no. I want to sit down and share with them. There's other ways to do business. So somebody said, why don't you write a book? And I said, because I can hardly type on a laptop. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hunt and peck kind of guy, and I couldn't write a book. It would take me six years to write a book. Well, I learned that you don't exactly have to do that. It's not like you got to go lock yourself away in a cabin for, a, for a three months to write a book anymore. You can actually do a lot of it through dictation, through different publishers. And I found a publisher that was very interested in, in uh, my concept. And so uh, we, we did this all through dictation. They transcribed it put it into a book format, which gives a whole lot more of the backstory about where I came from and why I wanted to start this model. And it has the but, it has a checklist in it or it has yeah, like a how-to kind of on this. So what yeah, I can do, because what I can do is I can put a uh, link to this guy's uh, on hybendigital.com backslash Kevin Craig, and that's uh, C-R-A-I-G, C-R-A-I-G, hybendigital.com backslash Kevin Craig. Like you said, six bucks probably worth it go on there it's definitely worth it go on there and and you can learn play by play how you want to 
you know, do exactly what he's doing, either for baseball players or for, you know, attorneys or accountants or financial planners. I mean, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Teachers, police officers. I mean, I think a lot of it is just deciding that, you know, this is what you're going to do, right? I'm going to do baseball plays. I'm going to do, you know, this group of people, this specific, and then just, just going at it and not giving up. Yeah, you know, Pat, it really starts off with kind of some uh, um, uh, self-assessment. What, what do I like doing? Who do I like serving? How do I like spending my time? Uh, where is my energy focused? Who do I like being around? And when you answer some of those questions, then you go think, okay, well, now who have I got in my own database that kind of fits some of that criteria? Mm. And, and, and who, who can I call to kind of jumpstart this thing? And from, from the, after the very first one, it's no longer even a, I mean, it's not a cold call even with the first one because you're calling somebody you know. But the second time around, it's after I, I've set up the relationship with a with a firm or with a particular client. I say, okay, now, who, who else do you know that might be able to use this type of a service for them? And would you mind making a warm introduction? And uh, I, I've met some people through some str- really strange circumstances. But, um, you know, I tell people that, uh, you, you always hear in sales, the per- person that asks the questions is the one that controls the conversation. I make sure that when I meet mm. somebody, I ask a lot of questions. I want to know what they're about. And sometimes things come out that I would have never, ever dreamed or a connection that they've got that I would have never suspected. But through the questioning, I, you know, which is sincere, I want to know about them. I don't want to be doing all the talking because then I don't learn anything. I learn about them, and then I see if there's an opportunity, and then I can do a follow-up and say, hey, you know, after we talked, I got thinking, and uh, you, you tend to work with this particular group of people, and that sort of fits in with the real estate model that I've got, and I, I'd love to be able to get together again and maybe have a little different discussion and talk to you about how I might be able to help some of those same people that you're serving, and in the meantime, I've got a chance where I can set up like exactly how I'm going to present it, what my script's going to be, uh, what type of collateral I'm going to use. That's that's huge, and uh you know, one thing I also I also teach my, my team and the and the folks that I that I uh, you know I teach this model to, I say, university studies show that when a guy walks into a room, they give us uh, women give us six seconds to size us up and determine if there's anything of interest about us that they would want to know more about. And I'm not talking about from a dating perspective necessarily. It's just that somebody walks into a room and typically a woman will look at a guy and see based on the way he's dressed, the way he carries himself, how much confidence does it look like he has, what type of grooming, just you know, how he's carrying himself, they make a judgment as to whether or not they have an interest in that individual. And we are constantly doing that with each other. Every time you walk into a room, everybody is sizing up everybody else. And for those people that think that it's pretty shallow that women give us all of six seconds to make an opinion, to form an opinion, us guys give women three seconds. So it's half of that. But in those, you know, those three seconds, we're doing the exact same thing. Well, when you walk into a prospective client's office or you walk into the Starbucks to meet with them, they're doing the same thing. In those first six seconds, let's say, they're sizing you up. So what are you wearing? <laughs> How are you dressed? There's a thing called mirroring and matching where if yeah, you're yeah, yeah. in a business, business suit, you don't want to be dressed like you just washed the car and vice versa. So you, you got to do some research and understand who it is you're meeting with. Right, because attorneys um, always I, wear... You know, attorneys always wear ties for the most part. Exactly. And when Stock I brokers always wear ties but no jacket. Attorneys always wear jackets <laughs> and, and uh, suits. Exactly. Stock exactly. brokers don't wear jackets but they wear ties. It's like um, 
It's it's fascinating. Know your audience. Yeah, yeah. Know, know your audience. And that go, that goes back to a lot of my behavioral analysis interrogation training. You have to research your your subject and understand who you're going to be talking to. And if I'm going to be talking to somebody that I know is going to be walking in and going to be dressed to the nines, then I'm going to be dressed to the nines. Most of the time, I'm wearing a sport coat, blue jeans, and some nice Cole Haan shoes. But if I meet with an attorney, I'm not wearing blue jeans. I'm wearing something completely different. If I'm meeting with somebody in the senior living industry, I guess it depends on what part of the senior living industry they're serving. You're going to wear light different, blue different. golf pants. And <laughs> like, well, exactly. <laughs> and you yank them up over your belly casual. button. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, you, 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 you laugh. But there's a lot of truth in that. You just have to do some research and understand your audience before you walk in. Know something about them. Most people have got information on Wikipedia. I mean, gosh, I I looked you up and looked at your website and looked at looked at what's on the internet about you before uh, we we had a conversation. So I knew a little bit about who I was going to be speaking with. And and you're you're really uh, negligent if you don't do that with any prospective client as well. And you also want to look for some common ground. You don't want it to be phony and make it like you're trying to be their best friend in the first 20 seconds of a conversation. But if you find out that they graduated from a t- particular university or they're from a hometown that you know something about, or they say in their bio on their webpage that they've got a certain interest in, in sports or whatever that, that's the same as yours, then it's important that you work that into the conversation because, again, you're trying to find some commonalities and ultimately create a relationship. And a relationship has to be sincere. And you've got to be able to, you know, follow-up is huge on this. Without follow-up, everything I'm telling you is, is pretty much null and void. Because you're not going to get a whole deal done a lot of times in the very first meeting. It's going to take some follow-up. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, a, it's going to take – it's like I said, I, I've known agents, you know, when I was selling back in Baltimore, um, you know, that were Ravens, concierge kind of people – um, uh-huh. And worked with a lot of Ravens, but eventually it they it died out. They didn't stick with it. I knew, I I did personally attorneys for a while, um, a divorce mm-hmm. attorneys, and I made a conscious effort to do it. And I I had a couple that were giving me regular referrals, but it didn't it I, you know I didn't keep on it. I didn't hyper focus on it. And I, I, obviously, what you're saying is, you got to do you know you got to decide, and then you just got to hyper focus and. And keep prospecting or keep, keep you know, banging away yeah. towards your goal one step at a time just like your agent did. Well, Kevin, listen, this has been awesome, buddy. I really appreciate you sure. taking time out of your busy day. It's fascinating. I'm going to put a link to your book on hybendigital.com backslash Kevin Craig and also everything we talked about, any information on Kevin. If you want to send some referrals out to Scottsdale, Arizona, definitely you know all his info will be on there kevin listen best of luck to you buddy and if i'm ever in a scottsdale vicinity i will uh, look you up we can break some bread all right pat been great talking to you thank you very much for having me on thank you for listening to real estate rock stars please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening all five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. 
You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.